Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. So, talk to me. What's up? Uh, so much has been going on. You got my Go ahead. So, uh, like I was telling you, you know, I'm 23. Um, I've been dealing with this married man for like going on five years. Well, since you was a baby. I, I met him when I was 19. 17? 19. Okay, 19. So, Okay. Yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm 23. I'll be 24. Okay. So about, yeah, almost going on five years. Um, now I didn't know that he was married when I first met him. Okay. You know, he, he hid that from me, along with, you know, a pregnancy and, you know, just a whole lot of lies. And it's crazy because this person has caused me so much pain and turmoil at the same time it's like I became a better person right being with him because he taught me so much he taught me how to be passionate he's taught me how to be um uh how to show grace he's taught me how to be respectful to people right how to how to how to reel people in and use my femininity. So it's just it's crazy how a person it's like I have so much you know what? I might be going too deep, but my pussy don't even really get wet for him no more. Right? Okay. You outgrowing them. Okay. And it's sad because I feel like the only people that's in my corner is my mother and him. Right. Now my mother found out that he's married, which I didn't uh-huh. want her to know, because I already know once she, you know, my mother's seven and she old school, you know, but my mother can't, she can't put her emotions to the side and realize although he's married, you know, he lied and, you know, he's sneaky or whatever, you know how men are. Right. I, I, I still can't deny the fact that he's made me a better person. If it wasn't right. for him, my relationship with my mother wouldn't even have been repaired. He's okay. the reason why my relationship with her. She don't even know that. Right. You know, my mother, she can't act in front like, you know, I'm not a better person. But when I was younger, I had a very nasty attitude. Uh-huh. Um, I was very angry, very bitter. Just, I didn't, nobody. Now, why? Now, say, why? Why would you feel that way towards your mom? You know what? I think because I was going through a lot in school uh-huh. and I would try to express my, my problems to my family and they didn't really understand it. See, they grew up in an era where there was no social media around. It wasn't, right. you know, it wasn't as much peer pressure today as it was back in the day. And me and my siblings are like years apart. Like I'm 23 and my oldest sister is 51. So oh, me and my damn. siblings are like, yeah, like my, my siblings are old enough to be my parents. Right. So I'm like the same age as my as my nieces. Right. So I would try to like explain my problems, you know, to my family. They wouldn't get it. And a lot of times they thought I was just trying to get attention or whatever. And uh-huh. I really wasn't. I was really hurting. And I just didn't know how to express it. And so... Right. 
because I didn't have no friends, I didn't have no outlet, and I didn't know how to deal with my problems, all of that just became anger. Okay. So I walked around with it. I was always fighting, always. I was just a negative person. So when he came into my life, he was the first person to ever come into my life and look past all of that ugliness and say, you know what, I'm going to rock with you and I'm going to mold you into, you know, somebody that's beautiful. He, he, it took me a, a while to realize he's not really with me because of my pussy or whatever, because he could be fucking with another bitch from Newark, you know, with right. mad females in Jersey and in New York, so that's where he's from. Right. Then I realized he's trying to teach me how to use other beautiful aspects of myself to get people to gravitate towards me. Because right. every time I was with him, he is very charming. He knows how to use charm with anybody, not just women with men. I mean, I've never met anybody or been around anybody that knows how to get their way. He knows how to get he knows how to get his way because he's very good when it comes to gifts the gas. Um, he he's very charming. He knows how to negotiate. And I'm like, I always look at him. I'm like, how can you be like that? Like, how do you know how to talk to these people? Like, how right. how can you be so gifted? It's like everybody loves him. Okay. And so, I would be envious of that because I okay. didn't always have that. People didn't right. gravitate towards me. If anything, people would like they didn't want to fuck with me. They'd be like, oh, this bitch is angry. She got a bad attitude. And me and him were always fussy. He's like, Cause I'm, I'm, he was like, I'm not your enemy. But I don't want you, I don't want you to feel like I'm your enemy. Right. Like, yeah, I lied. You know, I, I lied about being married. I hid my baby from you. This, that, and the third. But I'm not, I'm not your enemy. Look past all of that. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm here in your life because I'm trying to help. Because I, I want, I want to see you win. I want to see you prosper. And me... I want to get to a place where I could see past everything that he did. Like, fuck, fuck him lying, fuck him cheating, fuck him not disclosing a lot of shit about his personal life to me. Right. I want to get to a place where I can be at peace and just move on and grow from that. I'm tired of, like, constantly being angry and, like, always constantly bringing that up. Because it is affecting me. I'm not going to lie. Because, you know, I had ended up getting pregnant. Uh-huh. And I was getting the abortion. Right. So, you know, when you're in a situation like that, you you you, you know, you ask yourself, well, being it, was I not good enough to be the mother of his child? You know, right. was I not? Yeah, but he's older, and you did the right thing because you're only 23. Yeah, I, 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 I honestly, although. It it, it, it it brought some type of turmoil to me emotionally. Yeah, because you're a like, young girl. You think that's the way, you think that's what you, you fell in love. You thought that was the right way to go, but, man. I go ahead. I'm going to right let you continue. I'm going to let you continue. I feel like, I feel like, yeah, that shit hurt, but I, I did the logical thing. And when right. I made that decision, I didn't just, I didn't do I didn't only make it, I didn't only make that decision based on, you know, how it would affect me, but he had, he just had a baby with his wife. So I'm thinking, I don't want to have this baby and 
you know, it'll it, not only will it affect me, it'll affect him, it'll affect his wife, it'll affect his newborn baby as well. So I made a very selfless decision, not just for me, but all parties that was involved. Which is, I like that. Uh-huh. And I don't want to be one of those chicks that just having a baby, you know, with a married man, but I'm trying to keep, you know, I'm trying to compete with the wife. Because right. that will never happen. And I can't compete with her. Because right. when he was locked up, she held him down. So I can right. never compete with a woman that was there for a man at his most vulnerable time. Right. And I told him that, too. I was like, although I found out all of this about you, I don't I don't want you to leave your wife. Because she was there for you when, you, when nobody was there for you. Right. Like, don't get it twisted. I may be hurt. I may be angry or whatever. But I don't ever want you to leave her. Because if I held a nigga down in prison and I was still in love with him to this day, I wouldn't want him to leave me. Right, right. Now, how did you find out? I always try to ask that question. How did I got, what, what, what was you? Well, you're young, so nosy women are always going to try to start searching about niggas' life. You know what's so crazy? When I first met him, he was already lying about, like, <laughs> Thank you so much. He was already lying about, like, simple shit, like his age and his name. So I'm like, okay, you the lying-ass motherfucker. Right. So, <laughs> but you know what's so crazy? I've never been the type of person to look for things. The universe always, That's true. you know, just brings it to me. That's so true. last summer, I, you know what, before, in the springtime, because they have rental properties um, in Jersey, so he went. He asked me to clean to clean up at one of the rental properties. He was like, "You was gonna pay me." Right. So I'm like, "All right." Now me, I'm very observant. You know, when you have a rental property, you have to in, in New Jersey. You know, the certification of the person who owns the property has to. It's like a green card. They're supposed to be posted up in a in a rental property. Right. So I looked up. It wasn't his name. It was his wife's name. And this is the okay. same person that he has chatted on him. Now, when I first asked him who the person's name was that he had chatted on him, he would change the story a couple of times. Then he, then he finally told me this person held me down when I was locked up. Right. So I'm thinking, okay, it's just a friend that, locked, that, that held him down when he was locked up. And he told me, you know, we just do business. You know, we have rental properties. So me being naive and gullible, I fell for it. Right. A couple of months later, I end up, cause I, I searched their property on on, on Google, right. and the address came up. But then a wedding registry ended up coming up. Uh-huh. And I asked him real peaceful, like uh-huh. I wasn't even angry at that at that at that day when when I finally he was still trying to lie. But I'm like, come on now, just just tell me the truth. Right. He was married. He finally told me he was married. Now, he had the perfect opportunity to tell me everything that day. Right. Still didn't want to tell me the truth. So I remember this day distinctly. Last summer, July 30th, he was in Atlantic City. He was showing me some pictures on his phone. Then, in the midst of him showing me pictures, I see a picture of a um, a baby registry. Okay. That has his and his wife's name on it. You right. know this motherfucker still wants to try to lie and say, "Wow, <laughs> yo, he." <laughs> I'm not wow. even gonna. <laughs> I was mad, but it's kind of funny. He was like, "Oh, this is um, this is my cousin's um baby shower um invite." I'm like, "Well, is this your cousin? Why are you on your wife's name on it?" He was like, "I'm just doing it to practice it." 
I'm like, are you serious? I said, motherfucker, you not even, you not even uh, computer savvy. So you don't right. even know how to make virtual invites. Anyway. Right. I'm like, come on now. Nobody is creating fake baby shower. Like, you know what? Nobody's creating fake baby shower invitation. Right. Nobody's That's doing true. it. Like, come Nobody's on doing it. Finally told me the truth. Like, all right, I'm having a baby. And, you know, it's different, like, when a, when a nigga cheat on you or whatever, you know that shit hurts. But when a nigga have a baby with another woman, right. that shit is, like, a different type of pain. Right. Yeah. To this day, I, I always tell him, I'm like, for some strange reason, because I'm very honest when it comes to myself and my issues, yeah. I look at him... I feel like he looks at me like a, um, not so much as a significant other, but somebody that he's just dealing with, like a young girl that he's dealing with he's trying to groom. Right, Some, right. Something psychologically with me really believes that he's like my father. Okay. And I be having to tell myself, like, this man is not your father. He's not responsible for your daddy issues. And right. I sometimes blame him for my daddy issues. Okay. Because he'll... He'll 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 say oh, you know I'm your daddy you know you my you my daughter and he you know he everything that a father would do with their daughter I mean he does with me he teaches okay. me how to how to how to how to change brakes on a car how to do oil you changes mm-hmm. how to fix the tire we box in the gym um throughout the week I mean we when I say we do everything we literally do everything so in my mind. And I tell him, too, I'm like, the reason why me and you be at odds so much is because I'm having sex with somebody that I really believe is my father. Right. So when he had a, when he had a child with with his wife, I, I think what made me so angry is because it took some of the spotlight off of me. Okay. It's like I'm no longer his baby girl. Right. Now I have to share him. I already got to share him with his children that he already got. I got to share him with his mother. I got to share him with his wife. Whatever other bitches that he probably keeping a secret, I got to share him with. Mm-hmm. Now I got to share him with a baby. It's like, he don't got to share me with nobody because I'm not really close to anybody. He's really like my only friend. Okay. And then I'm not really close to nobody. Like, I have friends, but I don't have, like, any close friends that I speak to every day. Or every week. Like, my friends, I probably holler at, you know, every other week. Okay. Or go out with once in a blue moon. Mm-hmm. He's literally, like, my only close friend. And I find myself feeling like I like I need him. And people be telling me, like, you don't need him. Like, you don't need him in your life. But they don't understand the emotional attachment that I have with him. If you never felt like you had nobody in your corner and you finally meet somebody that she has all your ugly ways and that understand you to a T, and that look past all your shortcomings, it's, mm-hmm. hard to, it's hard to let that go. Because he knows all my shortcomings. Like, he knows it's hard for me to process things. He's like, I'm the type of person, you may have to explain something to me a couple of times or show something to me a couple of times for me to grasp it. Because right. my attention span was never on the same level as the average person. Mm-hmm. 
and he always tell me, you know, you you a lot slower than other people. He, but he always tell me that's okay. Because once you get it and you grasp it, you know, you're good. He was like, but don't mm-hmm. ever let that shit deter you and allow that shit to be a shortcoming. And I, and I, you know, I appreciate him for all of those things. But I just want to stop fighting him. I just, sometimes I don't know if he does love me. Mm-hmm. Or is it just a need that he gets from me, you know? Right. I'm listening. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you vent. Because, like, I, he is a super of these low-income apartments in Newark. Yeah. So because he's a super, he gets a, he gets a free apartment. So okay. I was living with my mother, but it was so toxic in the house. And she's a hoarder. So, you know, me and my living arrangement is not really the same as hers. And she got her right. grown ass son that live with her. It just became too much. Understand. So I always told myself, I don't ever want to live. My first time moving out, I don't ever want to live with a man because he going to have total control. Uh-huh. And I don't like that. And I did move into the apartment. Now, he gives me my space. And he allows right. me to, if I want to bring people in, he always tell me, if you're going to have a nigga here, he's going to have to give you some motherfucking money. He right. let me and I'm on that same type of time, too. Niggas know I'm about my money. Like, I'm right. not thinking you unless you, 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 you helping me some way or the other. Right. That's right. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not, shoot, I'm not giving this shit away like motherfucking candy. I'd rather put that shit on an auction for the right. highest I motherfucking bidder. <laughs> I respect that, man. So he always tell me that. However, sometimes I feel like, but I went through so much emotional shit with him. Like, he knows me. He knows that I love sex. I'm a very sexual person. But lately, my sexual drive and desire has, like, just went down a lot. Okay. I don't really be in the mood to do it with him. And he don't give a fuck. Like, if I'm not in the mood, he doesn't care. He don't, right. care that I, he, he don't care that I got an abortion. He don't care that he lied. He don't care about none of that. Because he'll even, I'm very into arts and crafts, and I used to make these mason jars for him. Mm-hmm. I used to turn mason jars into, like, um, into something, like, real crafty with flowers and candy. I would put money in it for him. Like, real, you know, different shit. Mm-hmm. And he asked me the other last week, he's like, I remember when you used to love me and you used to do these things for me. You used to, like, I would get hotel rooms and dress the, dress the hotel rooms up with balloons and stuff like that. Do unique things. Because I like doing stuff like that. And he realized that I haven't done that in a very long time. And I have to tell him, like, it's not so much I haven't been in the mood to do it for you. I just haven't been in that loving spirit to do that shit for nobody. But it's especially right. for you. I mean, you lied, you 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 kept shit away from me. So what makes you think I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a spirit to do those things for you, or hell, even have sex with you? Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand that. It's like he just wants me to brush it under the rug. And don't get me wrong, I understand men who did a lot of time in prison could be very desensitized. Mm-hmm. But. Sometimes I feel like that's not what it is. That's not the case. It's not so much that you're desensitized. I'm just starting to feel like you just don't give a fuck. 
Right. You just want what you want because, you know, your wife, she, you know, y'all been together for a while. You probably don't want to fuck her no more. She's probably doing her thing. So I understand. I understand my purpose in your life. However, you also need to take into account why I'm not in the mood to do it or why I don't feel the way I used to. And I told him straight up, I love you, but I don't feel the same way about you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I told him, I, I even told him that today. Like, I don't know if my pussy will ever get wet to you the way it used to. He was like, well, dad, you need to do something. Like, you need to make sure this, that shit get wet. I'm like, <laughs> I said, well, nigga, you're the one that's bodied the fuck out. You need to make sure this shit get motherfucking wet. Right, right. And it's, my, you know what really irritates me is I don't really, I don't be in a mood to fuck him. But if I find out he's fucking somebody else, I'd be ready to whoop her in his ass. Right. I'm like, you said some crazy that, shit. Man. You got to stop it, that part. I know. And I don't like that about me, about myself, because that's very selfish. Um, and it just don't make no sense. You know, I, I think that's something with, you know, within women. Not right, that it's right. an excuse. You, what what I want I, you to do, what mm-hmm. I want you to do is take the violence out, right? See, I think once you get to a certain age, which is like, Nine, you gotta stop saying I'm gonna whoop a person's ass. You know what people forget? That somebody could die or you can go to jail. That's how deep violence is when it comes to men and women. You think that person is cheating. So I want you to still have your emotions because you're young. You know, you got got dickmatized, right? I'm gonna call you got dickmatized. But here's the great thing about everything that you went through. The nigga put you up on games and changed mm-hmm. your life, right? Yeah. And a lot of motherfuckers out here ain't perfect. Like, you could find somebody that ain't seeing nobody or nothing, right? And you might like that. But is he going to give you knowledge? Is he going to make you a better person? A lot of people won't make you better. Nope. A lot of people just fuck you. And that's it. That's all you're going to get is some dick in conversation. But what you've seen at 23, which is awesome, is that you have seen the growth. You know, you can't, you know, most women and men, they want their cake and eat it too, so to speak. But only a few people get lucky. Mm. Only a few. Only a few people get lucky like that. Sometimes you got to share, nigga. Right? Sometimes. But yeah. I always say, what kind of nigga do you have, though? Right? Do you have a guy to help you with the bills and make sure you're straight, gives you knowledge, makes you happy? Or you got the type of nigga that's slinging dick, you got a, a, a UTI infection, your pussy stank, you're itching all the time, <laughs> nigga ain't respecting his dick or respecting your pussy. But he's really giving you knowledge to get you prepared for the next man. Because one day y'all are going to go separate ways, and you're always going to have a place for him in your heart. Oh. So what you got to do is take that knowledge. Take that knowledge he's given you. You might fall in love with another nigga your age one day. It may not happen until you're 33, right? Mm-hmm. But you take everything you learn from him and teach the young man 
that you're going to start fucking with, but don't never tell him you was fucking with this OG who taught you everything. Don't yeah, never yeah. expose, never expose how you learned the game. Because mm. you don't never want another man to feel inferior. Oh, you still love that nigga. Even though you still love that nigga, you take that and make the nigga that might fall in love with you father your children one day. He may not have game, right? He might be a corny nigga. He might be a corny nigga. But you teach that nigga that game, you teach how to fuck, you teach how to beat your pussy, and you turn him out. But you got to love him and treat him good and motivate him and encourage him. Don't be using profanity. See, a lot of, see, a lot of you young women always going to use profanity and then wonder why niggas don't stay with y'all. Don't no real nigga want a woman who curses. Now, make sure that I clear this up now. Not curse. Curse when, curse when it's necessary. But yeah. don't curse just to be cursing. Don't, no man want that. I'm, to all the women living around the world, don't no man, if he does tolerate it, Either you paying the bills or he's a weak ass nigger and he got nowhere else to go. Yeah. But they don't want to deal with that masculine shit. Don't know yeah, I don't wanna date a bitch that when and I see, talk to her she sound like a man. And that's what I wanna work that's what I wanna work on. Because I already know you got that in you. But I, he likes you know too, he likes you too because you probably got a fat ass, some nice titty. You don't want right? that that shit out. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying that's why he probably loved about you. But the reality is set in there. You, I already tell by your energy you curse a lot. And I don't even know you. And you ain't even cursed on this program. But your energy tells me you use profanity a lot. And that makes you ugly. And that turns mm-hmm. off about you. Exactly. And I'm I wanna, quite sure if he's a G, he's mentioned that to you before. What, not so much profanity, but I just can get. I'm a very emotional person. Mm-hmm. And in my household, it's not so much that we curse a lot, is that we are just aggressive in how we communicate. Yeah, but you don't move that way. We never, so- we never learn. And I think it's with a lot of black households, but especially mine, we don't teach our children um, emotional maturity. Right. And I was never taught that, okay. so I was never taught how to express myself in a, in a in a in a mature way. And that's something that he teaches me. Like if I do, like if he does something wrong, instead of like trying to ignore it, come off passive or even hostile, to you know just be a woman and confront him and tell him exactly how I feel. And I've been seeing a therapist every. Um, every week for a couple mm-hmm. of months, and that's my big thing. I've been I've been telling her that I really want to work on because I don't. I, this is my first time ever in life where I felt like people have been gravitating towards me because I've learned how to show love and grace, and I I don't even rely on my on my looks. I rely on just my personality. Mm-hmm. And how I really treat people. This is my genuine personality. 
this is the first time in my life where I actually felt like people see me for who I really am because of my 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 heart. And it feels really good because I don't think that ever happened before. I used to always push people away because of my anger, because I've been through so much. You know, my aunt, she raised me. I was adopted at birth. My aunt okay. picked me up at the hospital. I, was, I never lived with my biological family. So I think that's another reason why I was always so angry, felt like I wasn't wanted. You know, I didn't fit in with people my age. My real parents didn't want me. So just throughout my whole life, I just always felt like I couldn't, you know, you know, gravitate to people. People wouldn't gravitate towards me. But when I when I learned how to let go of the pain and the hurt, and I realized people people will flock to you when you learn how to show love and you know, just be happy, then that's, that's how you actually develop relationships. And that's something that he taught me. And, you know, I always, I, I keep trying to tell my mother and my sisters, like, see past everything. If I could forgive him, how can't y'all forgive him? He don't want to hurt me. He didn't hurt y'all. Right, yeah, but that's, that's just a way of people saying they love you or whatever. And you're young, and you'll learn through life. Sometimes you just got to shut the fuck up, right? You ain't got to tell everybody mm-hmm. your business because you still love the man. It's yeah. just that it's 23, so I'm going to share something with you. These are your life lessons. 20 years from now, you're going to laugh at this shit. 20 years from now, there's going to be another young girl in the same situation, <laughs> and you're going to give her the game. And you're yeah. going to tell her everything that this man did for you, and then you're going to tell her how you call one of the smoothest niggas in the world T to the motherfucking cat. <laughs> and he just opened up the clouds and let the sun come in to explain to you how this shit really goes. See, I'm giving you the game on how life is. It's not, you know, everybody has these certain rules on how life should go, but I'm giving you the game. You're really in a great situation to have someone dick you down really good right, to try to teach you the game. So now what you're not doing, you got to grow. you got to grow the fuck up. And because you're playing a, an adult game. Yeah. See, a lot of you young kids want to grow up so fast. Well, I want to be on my own. I want my own place. I want to. But issues come with being grown. Sure. Dick. Paying bills. A car. Walking clothes, and panties, panty lining, tampons, Plan <laughs> B, STDs, UTIs, right? Hating ass girlfriends, hating ass mothers who hate their daughter if their daughter blow up, right? Mm. All these issues become like you got parents who had their children out of wedlock, who the parents ain't shit. So basically, what I'm hearing. You had a, a biological mother, but she wasn't a mother, right? Mm-hmm. She didn't take care of you the way that you should have been taken care of. Because if she really was taking care of you the way you think should have been taken care of, you wouldn't have ventured out to fuck with that man who's that much older than you. Yeah. But because you was looking, not for a daddy, but someone to love you. Yeah. Someone to treat you good. Someone to eat your pussy because you know at that age your pussy's throbbing, right? 
So mm-hmm. and you started fucking at 16. You know, I grew up in that same area. So you was fucking at 15, 16 years old with mm-hmm. young-ass niggas. So now you meet a nigga who lied, yeah, but he had, he had something bound that was sexy. You know what I'm saying? He was a man, so he had bigger dick than most kids. Most kids their age, right? So mm-hmm. he fucked you good. You nutted. You're like, ooh, this motherfucker. God damn. <laughs> and that comes with the territory. So once you open them legs, you got exposed. But at least you are learning at a young age. I think it's awesome, to be honest with you, that you're going through what you're going through because these are the experiences you need to survive in life emotionally. But now you grow. You look for a good job while you got this man in your life. You look for a good job so you can stack your paper. Mm-hmm. Now what you need is money. Mm-hmm. You need money now. Mm-hmm. So your I'm goal fine. for the next 10, 12 years mm-hmm. is to stack. Use his guidance. Stop sweating him. Encourage him to stay with his wife and still fuck him. You're going to need him. He'll suck his dick. He'll yeah. kill his fucking balls. Look him down and crack his ass. <laughs> fuck his toes. Get on top of him and ride. Ride that nigga. Uh-huh. You know what? I mean, you're, not I, doing, you know what? you're not doing I'm, nothing wrong. I be trying to... You know what? I be fronting and, 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 and acting like I'm going to go somewhere, acting like I don't need him. Right. But you know deep down in your heart when somebody is different when you do need them. Because right. he tell me, he be like, you be fronting. We had this conversation last night. He's like, you be fronting, but I don't front with you. He's like, I need you in my life. Right. I need you in my life. He's like, but why do you front? Like, why do you front? I don't know why I do that. It's just that that's something that, was, that's something that I do sometimes when I get angry. I just say, I don't give a fuck. Now, I know I give a fuck. And he knows right. that I give a fuck. But I just have a habit of saying that I don't give a fuck. But I know that I need him in my life. Right. And I don't give a fuck what nobody say. They can say I'm a home wrecker. They can say mm-hmm. this. They can say that. But at the end of the day, you have to know what you feel in your heart. Right. And this is why I communicate with my ancestors and I talk to the universe. Because the universe and your ancestors are going to tell you some shit. They're they not going to tell your mother. They're not going to tell your daddy. They're not going to tell your sisters and your best friend and whoever. You can talk to... You can talk to all the women and all the men in your life, but when you have the way the universe and the way that ancestors guide you and give you answers, they give you answers that nobody else will ever give you. Right. And this is why, yeah, the situation could be draining sometimes or whatever, but I know that I need this person in my life because if he wasn't in my life, I know that I would have still been angry. I would have still mm-hmm. been bitter. I would have still been living with my mother in the same situation, yeah. feeling like I'm stuck, you know? And right. I told my therapist this week, actually, I'm like, I started recently, I started saying hurtful shit to him. And I yeah. never did this before. Right. I never did this before. And I told my therapist, I'm like, I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to say hurtful shit to him because this is somebody that I love and I care about. And no matter how hurt I am, I genuinely don't want to hurt him. Right. I want to figure out a way to deal with my problems the best way that I can. And so I'm going to tell you how to do that. I want mm-hmm. you to start going for walks. Like, go for nice walks. Start lighting candles in your house. Start drinking tea. Mm. 
all those things to calm you down. I want you to masturbate a little bit more, get you some toys. Oh, he's tired of that. He t- he no, t- no, he, no, he no, no. Slow down, slow down. Slow <laughs> down. I need you to listen. Not for him, for you. Yes. I want you to love yourself with him not in the room. Just love you. <laughs> you. He ain't got to know you play with your pussy. He ain't got to know you nutted earlier today. Because you, <laughs> you need to be calmed down because your pussy is on 1,000. Right? <laughs> now, and then what you're going to do later today, you're going to go hang out. You're going to give your phone number to a different, a different couple of gentlemen. Make sure you check out their hand game with their hands neat. Check out their shoes. Check out their beard. Check out their haircut. And you just want a nigga to be a friend. Just in case one day there's an opening come up, and wait till the nigga asks you for your phone number. Yeah. Don't you go give your phone number. And if you see somebody you like, you know, um, just be smooth about make eye contact with them, and just say, "Hey, you got Instagram?" And get their Instagram, and then see their personality on their IG, right? Mm-hmm. And then DM them every now and then, just say hello. Don't give out the phone number or nothing. Just say hello, right? And then what you do is, um, hold on one second. What you do is you're going to apologize to the gentleman that you cursed out. He's going to see growth in you. I want you to apologize to him. I want you to know, you know what, baby, I was thinking, and I really want you to know I really care about you, and I just want to apologize. Okay, just like there's a bitch who just, really trying to find herself, and it'll never happen again. And that's going to take a lot of pressure off you, right? Mm. That's going to take a lot of pressure off you once you say that. And then, you know, you let things happen organically, organically. If he takes you out, you go out. If your wife never rolls up on you, say, oh, no, he's not fucking, he's just a friend. I've known him for years. He's helped me. Don't never say you fucking him. Don't never say you got pregnant by him. You defend him and act like you are truly his friend. Don't ever blow up his spot. Mm-hmm. I know all the people around the world listening to this saying, TK is a smooth-ass nigga. Because I am. <laughs> I am a smooth-ass nigga. You know, it, it, it is what it is. You know, but that's what I want for you because... I know for a fact you need this dude. Yes. You need him, right? Yeah, you need him. Yeah, I don't care what nobody said. He was trying to find... People always trying to find they don't need somebody. Right, they sure do. And be fucked up out here. And be fucked up. No escape plan. No, No backup plan whatsoever. And yes. you gotta have a plan. Yes, that's one thing you always say in your um your interviews. You always say that. You gotta have a plan. You yeah, you gotta have a plan. Doing whatever. So and most that's people, yeah, most people most people move on emotion, right? Mm-hmm. And not prepared. And when mm-hmm. you make them any kind of move, I don't give a fuck what it is, any kind of move. You got to be ready. And that's why you need money. I always tell people to get your paper up. They think it's really just for a relationship. 
Nah. You need just to have your paper up for circumstances. I call it crisis or anything that comes in life, but I call it just in case you got to go to war, right? If you got to go to war, is your paper right, or do you have to go to your allies, family and friends, <laughs> we call them, for help? Yeah. And no man and woman should have to call somebody for help. That's a horrible feeling because when you ask a grown-up for your help, for their help, you want them to help you so bad that you forget they have their own personal shit to deal with. Yeah. They got their own mortgage. They got their own car note. They might have their own kids. Or they could be fucked up. That's people why you had a great... Yeah, but you had a great age, babe. You really are ahead of a lot of people in this world. So you like a protege. You got to really do. You got to really do your thing. Yeah. And that's why I try to tell myself, like, it's a reason why I'm going through what I'm going through. I and have... it's good to go, and it's good to roll solo. It's good that you're the kind of female you are, sweetheart. And it's good that you reached out to me. I totally appreciate it because you guys are really, your age group is really the age I'm really helping with my information. Yeah. I know. When I, I, I always watch all of your interviews with Black. Something told me, like, I'm, I'm going to reach out to TK. He's going to answer. Something just Something just told me that. And you like, was on my mind because when you DM me back and said, I thought you was going to call me in my head, I was like, bitch, you got to wait. That's what I said in my head. <laughs> but I didn't want to, because I'm, you know, I think I was getting on a plane or flying. You know, I, I'm on a plane at least every two days. So, yeah. and but you were I, I, you was in Jersey yesterday, right? Yeah, I was in Jersey yesterday. I'm in Arizona right now and talking to you. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm in Phoenix and I'm then I'm going to Hawaii. So um yeah, my shit I don't be playing. But that's what you gotta do, babe. Listen. What you got beautiful. What you got is a beautiful opportunity. You got in house dick. You got a nigga that's gonna <laughs> teach you the game, right? You can't lose. I can. I, I know about a hundred women who got PhDs, right? Who making two, three hundred thousand a year, dealing with fucked up niggas because they never met a man that puts in the game the way this guy's teaching you. See now, you know to start taking birth control, or if a nigga not gonna wear a condom after y'all become really friends one day. If a nigga ain't put on a condom, he ain't got his money right, right? He can't be nothing in you. You ain't here to fuck up your life, to raise no child by yourself? Hell no. You know, and if you do have a, have to raise a child by yourself, you want a nigga that's going to be a dad to his child. Yeah, somebody responsible. Right, someone responsible. Because like I said, I don't know you, but I could tell who you are by your energy. You sucking dick good. You fucking good. <laughs> like, a nigga got to earn that. You got to remember that. A nigga got to earn that. What's going on with you ladies is that y'all just fucking niggas just to fuck. But ain't nobody put out no effort. And I don't mean pay your bills, even though you want somebody to eventually do that. 
You know? But, but you want you everybody to bring the to the table. Yeah, but you want to get to know the person first. You can't look at them like a check, because guess what? A nigga looking for a woman like a check, too. Meaning, he wants someone that he ain't really got to take care of all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? If a nigga asks you to get your hair and nails done, you know what turn a nigga on? When you say, I can get my own hair and nails done. And he still give it to you. Yeah. You that's, why, that's, why you, that's why you got to have your shit right, too. To the ladies listening, you got to have your shit right, too, when you meet a nigga. Because if you are a liability, eventually... He gonna turn your ass in. He gonna cut you off like a light switch. Cause he gonna meet a bitch out there that's doing well. That's gonna have a fat ass than you. Your a, a pussy that's wetter than yours. A a, a dick better than you. And she gonna have a house and all her shit. Mm. It's a cold world. Yes, it is. It's a cold world, baby. That's another reason why I told um like. Don't leave your wife. He told me how much his wife, how much his wife make a year. I said you better not leave her. Right. Say what? Yeah, you motivate him. <laughs> I'm a, now I'm gonna teach you some game. You motivate him because she sounds like she's the boss, right? She sounds like the girl that's getting. It. So you motivate him to make sure that he takes what she gives him and break you off. In order to do that. Yeah. You got to be sweet. Uh-huh. You got to change your vocabulary, and you got to change that aggressiveness. Yeah. And I guarantee you, he's going to go, wow, you changed. And he's going to start doing more for you. Because I guarantee you right now, he ir- you irritating the fuck out of this nigga. And, yeah. and he don't need you. No. He don't need me. He didn't get any other chick from New York or Jersey. Like I said before, he don't. And I'm, he and don't I'm, need I'm you, babe. He's fucking with you because he's fucking with you. He don't need you. Yeah. I just wish, I think what my problem is not seeing what he sees in me. If only I could see what... What he sees that's so special is my You will one day. You're a young girl. You don't have the experience yet. You can't see it. You're only 23. What kind of experience do you have? You Four years ago, you were just a child. Yeah, right. You were just a child. You got five years of experience being grown since you're 18. That's five years. And here's my example. If you were an employer and you hired somebody, one person was 30, one person was 23. You're going to hire the person with the most experience because they know how to control the room, the temperature of the room. You ain't learned nothing yet. Exactly. You won't be a woman until you're 30, 30, 30, 35. You need 18 years of living out here in the world to be a woman. Some people are like, oh, fuck that. I, I, I know more than most people my age. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. You still need 18 years on this earth. You got to know how to pay bills. You got to know how to juggle. You got to know how to manage your pussy. You got to know how to control your emotions. You got to know how to stay focused. You got to make sure a, a motherfucker can't get you on drugs or get you turned out and fuck up your life. See, nobody talks about that part, how niggas meet bitches 
and he gets her strung out, fucked up with opioids or lean and all that kind of shit because she want to please the nigga. Now, he done left her. She fucked up in the crackhead and just fucked up out here in the world. No, ladies, no man. If a nigga over trying to give you that hardcore drug shit, leave that nigga alone because he's taking you down a path that some of y'all cannot get back from. Mm-hmm. And I mean that. I mean that. You go ahead and enjoy that party. You're going to walk in that motherfucker now with so much confidence and swag. <laughs> what you wearing? It's an all-white party. So I have a white dress on with some uh-huh. coat shoes and a coach bag. Okay. And you, now, is the, is the dress is it kind of see-through? It's not... It's not really see-through, but you get to see my shape. Okay. Um, you got panties on? No, I don't. Oh, that's my girl. You got a bra on? Nope. I let it all hang out. <laughs> okay, cool. You're going you gonna to say, send me, and make sure you send me a picture in my DM. I'm going to send you a picture, and we're going to keep in contact. Yeah, matter of fact, you got my number. Just send it directly to my, my phone. I'll look at you. I thank you. Yeah, you can, stay, you can stay in touch, sweetheart. It's not a problem. I want you... I want you to win. Call me anytime for advice. Like I said, I grew up in that area. I'm from Jersey City. I used to hang out in the week. I used to hang out in the weekway section in Newark. Over I'm in the weekway section right now. <laughs> yeah, huh? I'm in the weekway section right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to hang out on Mays Avenue, right across the street from Weekway Park. Wow. That's yep. another reason why I hit you up. I was like. I'm like, T.K. from, uh, he's from Jersey, right from Jersey City. My family yeah, right. kids in Duncan Projects, too. Oh, okay. I remember Duncan Projects, some bad bitches nah, nah, Duncan nah. Projects. Duncan Projects and Kerry Woods. Yes, I love me some Duncan Projects. I miss those projects. Yeah, That's I know some great days, great days. You're going to bring back some great memories, boy. Yeah, right. Great memories. <laughs> to the world, this is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Listen, we changing one life a week. One life a day. You ever going through anything? Reach out to me. You got to be patient, just like the sister was. I'll get back to you, and I'll give you the game of life. I promise you. If you just listen and um, pay attention, and I swear to you, I get so many people in my DM, so many people who hit me up on my Twitter saying how I changed their life, and I just really want y'all to know it really means a lot to me. Now, um, this this episode comes out in 24 hours. I just want to show mad love to Phoenix, Arizona for a sold-out show at Stand Up Live. So moving forward, right, um, July 29th, catch me at the world-famous um, Encore. Let me make sure that's right because I, I travel so damn much, I don't even know where I'm at. Hold on one second. I'll tell your people. Where I am going, I'm at the uh, the entrance. Babe, walk away for a second so I can make this announcement. Yeah, I just walk away. They walk away from. Okay, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna be at the entrance in Chicago, on 15101 Dixie Highway with the great Melanie Camacho. Then right the next day, a brother got to get on a plane and fly to Hartford, Connecticut. And y'all already know what it is up there, Alfred. Funny Bone. Two shows on um, Saturday, two shows on Sunday, 
tickets are going fast. To everybody around the world who has been supporting me, who and to the people who just catching on, realizing that I exist. I want to thank you all so much for the love. Um, I got so many big things happening that's really going to blow you away as time moves forward. But you all know my philosophy. We stay low-key and flex occasionally, and demonstration is there in the conversation. Baby, you got my number? Send me my picture. To everybody else around the world, live your life to the fullest. Hit me on my Instagram, TK underscore Kirkland, if you want to hear the advice I'm going to give you. On that note, may your pain be champagne. Go in there and sweat them, baby. Go in there and take them. All right, baby. All right. You're welcome, sweetheart. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.